In an area of space known as the Courtyard, a Federation ship moves across the stars, patrolling the borders between three civilizations. Its mission? Maintain peace, and to remain ever watchful in endless vigilance. Stardate 2381.166 Good afternoon, Lieutenant. Good afternoon, Commander. The Commodore is waiting. Go right in. Thank you. Commander, have a seat. Care for something to drink? No, thank you. You wanted to see me, sir? Right to the point. I like that. So, care to explain about the piece of Klingon ship debris you found on the Nausicaan's ship? Uh, sir, I was planning on providing you with that information, but once I was given the orders to isolate the pirate from everyone, including myself, I was concerned and wanted to provide you that information in person. What were you concerned about? Can I speak freely, sir? Go ahead, Mitch. Sir, none of this makes any sense. We were attacked by pirates whose computers indicate that they were at the Citadel's last known coordinates days prior to us returning. The Nausicaan pirate captain says he has information and is willing to exchange it for his freedom. He told us about two pieces of debris he had hidden, and one of them belonged to the Citadel. Then I'm ordered to turn him over. The Citadel is officially listed as missing in action, and no more resources will be utilized to continue looking for her. I believe this Nausicaan has information about the Citadel, but Starfleet Command seems to be ignoring it, and I don't understand why. You mean Vice Admiral Quinn seems to be ignoring it? If he has information, why isn't my dad waiting until we learn what the information is before officially listing the Citadel and her crew as missing it? You just have to trust your father in this. Easier said than done. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing, sir. By the way, how did you find out about the piece of debris we found on the Nausicaan ship? Ambassador Tiparal notified me. Excuse me, sir? How did she know? Uh, I think I understand. Is there a problem, Mitch? I, uh, don't believe so, sir. Uh, is there anything else you need, sir? No. That's all. <laughs> uh, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Good. Great, even. You know you can't really hurt yourself, right? The simulation will turn off if you fall. Oh, yeah. Tell my amygdala that. Oh, God, but I wouldn't give a pair of craft boots right now. Anyway, don't be such a baby. You're fine. I've climbed with worse first-timers. Anyway, 
I'm just glad the captain gave us leave from our duties. Well, we are on dry dock procedures for the next few days, so crews at a minimum. After all we went through, it's nice to have a chance to relax. You call this relaxing? <sighs> yep. <laughs> Isn't it great? I'd much rather be here than on some beach getting sunburnt. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's wonderful. Wonderful. So, I guess that means uh, no riser for you, huh? Oh, yeah! Risa actually has some fantastic mountains and monoliths that I'd love to scale. Computer, load her mountain climbing program, Risa. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. Hanging on a cliff over water. Yale, you, you know that I can't swim. <laughs> Come on, just keep climbing. No. How much further do we have to the summit? By my estimation, another hour. Fantastic. Why did I think this was going to be a good idea? Come on! You're slower than a centurion slug! Good afternoon, Captain. How can I help you? Good afternoon, Envoy. I would like to speak with the Ambassador if she has time. I will ask. Ambassador, uh, Captain Quinn is requesting to speak with you. Uh, should I tell him you are busy? Certainly not, for I am not busy. Go right in, Captain. Apparently, the Ambassador is not busy, as I had believed her to be. Thank you, Envoy. It's a pleasure to see you, Mitch. Ambassador? Ambassador? Is something wrong? I can't have my command ignoring Starfleet protocols by providing your envoy with information to give to you. Did you order Valdor to provide reports to you? I did not order Commander Valdor to report to me. Furthermore, I had no reason to question the information I was being provided, as I believed that it was coming from you. Mitchell. Shouldn't I receive the same information as the Commodore and Ambassador Ovok? I am not your enemy. You're absolutely right. And no, you're not my enemy. Please accept my apology for my lack of thought and my outburst. You didn't deserve that. You are correct. I didn't deserve that. And your apology will not suffice. Oh, uh, then what can I do to make amends for my behavior? Let me see. Ah, yes. You can join me for dinner tonight. Uh, excuse me? Unless you don't believe that would be adequate compensation for your outburst. No. No. Your idea would be more than adequate. Will 1900 hours be okay? That would be perfect. Until then. Until then. Williamson to Lieutenant Davis. Commodore. Lieutenant Davis, please have Lieutenant Commander Hawthorne report to my office. Aye, sir. Thank you, Lieutenant. Williamson out. Enter. Commander, that was quick. Please, have a seat. Well, thank you, Commodore. I was in ops when Lieutenant Davis contacted me. Commander... 
I wanted to discuss your recent official report regarding Commander Quinn. Well, of course, Commodore. I'm willing to discuss anything you like regarding it. There's some pretty damning allegations in that report, Commander. Oh, while I agree, I do not believe I have falsified any of the information in that report. If you would like me to obtain further information... No, Commander. That won't be necessary. I am well aware of Quinn's command style. I'm also well aware of his methodology regarding how he implements that command style. It's not the first time I've seen it. I'm sorry, Commodore. I I don't understand. Commander, do you have any idea who Commander Quinn's father is? No, Commodore. Should I? No. There will be no reason for you to know. Your CO is not the first Quinn I've worked with. His father is Vice Admiral Randolph Quinn. He was my commanding officer for many years aboard the USS Montgomery. Their methodology is astoundingly alike, so I'm not surprised to learn that Quinn's command style is slightly unorthodox. But, sir, shouldn't we be presenting our best foot forward out here? Yes, Commander, we should. That's why I have you aboard Vigilance as Quinn's XO. You'll get your own command one day. For now, I need you on that ship supporting him. Not many know the ins and outs of Starfleet's manual as well as you do. You're there to temper him, not to be in conflict with him, just like I was Admiral Quinn's tempering agent. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Commander, Admiral Quinn never once let me or the rest of his crew down, and I don't suspect his son will either. Give him a chance, Will. Is that an order, sir? If you require it to be. Uh, Commodore, I... I... Yes, sir. Will that be all, sir? That'll be all, Commander. Dismissed. Yes, sir. Greetings, Commander. Advocate, if you will excuse me. Commander Hawthorne seems as pleasant as ever I see. He'll be fine. I can assume you've heard about the Klingon debris? Yes, I have. What surprises me most is not that it was found, but that no one from the High Council has seen fit to tell me about a missing ship. It would seem, Dejouk, that for the moment, both of our governments are either purposely or innocently keeping us in the dark. Well, do not keep me in suspense, Commodore. Please... Explain. The Nausicaan that provided Quinn with the debris is in his brig. Then he is fortunate. If the Nausicaan Patak were aboard a Klingon vessel, he would have been killed already. My superiors diverted a starship to rendezvous with the Vigilance, and the pirate raider is being ferried back to Starfleet Command as we speak. More to that, Starfleet Command has also ordered us to cease all efforts to locate the Citadel and has listed it as missing in action. I can't help thinking that something else is going on, and that has me worried. Thank you, Quida Merchant. Permission granted. You are clear for release. Safe travels. And good riddance. Good lord, Lexa. He was abrasive. No kidding. Did you see his ship? 
looks like it was being held together with bailing wire. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't all have sovereign class starships like yours now, can we? Hey, I can dream, can't I? But yeah, that ship reminds me of, and I say this loosely, this early 21st century science fiction show I found in the databanks that I've been watching. It's about a loosely held together merchant ship full of space cowboys and brown coats and tight little pants just looking for their next job. Well, that sounds fun. Far more glamorous than that merchant ship was. So, I keep meaning to ask... How's it been going since Jera moved to the Vigilance? <laughs> it's been alright. You miss her, don't you? You're gonna pretend like you don't? I know Vigilance was better for her. Hell, I watched the way she peeled out of the station. She's a pro, but it's been a bit dull as of late. Why didn't you transfer to the Vigilance? You could have taken the comms position easily. In fact, I think it's still vacant. Or at least it was, as of departure. And deal with ship politics? I love looking at them, but actually serving on one? No thanks. Besides, I actually enjoy my career. And this station. It affords me a steady schedule, social life. And besides, all my hollow novels are here. And how's pretending to be Atia of House July going? You could always join me and find out. Could you imagine... Me, as your first century Roman handmaiden? Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> He's been in there a while. Yep. Aren't you worried? He's a big boy. I get that. It's just... It's obvious you... Oh, he looks pissed. Emily, would you watch my comm for a sec? My replacement from Bravo Shift should be here shortly. Watch your What? You're not serious. Thanks, Emmy. I'll talk to you later. Really? Where are you going? Commander! Master Chief, are you going to any deck in particular? My quarters first, uh, then the hollow suite. Very well. Residence level. Oh, are you heading to your quarters as well? If you must know. Yes, I am. If you don't mind me asking, Commander, I couldn't help but notice how upset you seemed coming out of the Commodore's office. Is everything all right? Everything is just fine, Master Chief. Not very convincing if you ask me, sir. <laughs> so, what did you think of the quarterly Anbojutsu finals? My credits were on Di Lorenzo. Oh, did you do something different with your hair? Did Lorenzo? Why would you... He couldn't even make a solid head even if he could see his opponent and... My hair? What? Oh, my mistake. May I help you, Master Chief? Just making conversation, sir. Conversation. Well then, if conversation is what you're after, then there's something I've been meaning to... Ask me, sir? Yes? Was it you wanted to ask me? N never mind, Master Chief. It's... it isn't important anyway. Well, that's a shame. Good evening, Master Chief. Good evening.
Commander. Sorry to bother you, Commodore, but do you have a moment? Certainly. What's on your mind? Well, sir, I just left Ambassador Tipperal's quarters after putting my size 11 boot in my mouth. Ah, uh, hell. What did you do? It's okay. I fixed it. But it made me think we might have overlooked an issue that could prove to be a huge problem in the future. Okay. What is the issue? The sharing of information, sir. Commander Valdor has been put into a very uncomfortable position that we should not ignore. He is as duty-bound to the Romulan ambassador as he is to Starfleet. As a result of this, while aboard the Vigilance, he feels duty-bound to report to both his superiors. So what are you suggesting? Transparency, sir. As there are three ruling entities on Cure Station, when I communicate information to you, I think I should be providing this information at the same time to the Romulan and Klingon ambassadors as well. Interesting. Would certainly save time. And it won't be hard to set up, either. I'll get a communication link started immediately. Good work. Thank you, sir. So, I'm curious. What did you do to fix putting your foot in your mouth? I agreed to have dinner this evening with the Ambassador. Enter. You wanted to see me, sir? Yes, I did. Please, have a seat. Get comfortable. Care for something to drink? Thank you, but no. First of all, this is an informal meeting, so please, call me Mitch. Okay. Mitch, what did you want to see me about? Dulan, I wanted to apologize to you, and also to thank you. Pardon me? I don't understand. Let me explain. I didn't fully consider your situation as a part of the officer exchange program. I didn't realize that while you were serving aboard my ship as my second, you would feel duty-bound to report to me while also feeling duty-bound to report to the Romulan ambassador, and for that I must apologize. And I wanted to thank you because your situation made me realize that we need transparency. After speaking to the Commodore, he agreed and will arrange for both ambassadors to be connected on all further communications from the Vigilance to this station. Thank you, sir. I mean, Mitch. If that is all, I should get going. I need to get ready for this party. Oh, as do I. I'll see you there around 1900 hours. Until then. Uh, sir, are you sure this is all right? Us showing up together? Of course. Why wouldn't it be? It's just, you know, I, I, I'm an ensign, and we didn't exactly get off <laughs> scot-free from the little escapade on the promenade yesterday. Bah! <laughs> that was eons ago. This is the here and now, boys. Sir, I am also unsure that this... I know you are, Max. And that is exactly why you are here, my cybernetically enhanced friend. While I am aware that I was ordered to relax... I believe my time would be much better spent. Good evening, boys, and welcome to Crossroads. For how many? Oh, we're with the Quinn party. <laughs> of course. We have a private room ready, and Commander Quinn is waiting for you. Please, come right this way, gentlemen. A, a private room? Really? I, I guess rank really does have its privileges. Yep. It certainly does. Thank you, but uh, we're fine. 
Come on, boys. We have a stop to make first. But, gentlemen, the bar is that way. The way to the private room is this way. Sirs? Um, sir, we're not going to the private room? Oh, <laughs> not yet, boys. You both need to relax and learn to enjoy yourselves a little bit. Maybe have a drink or three. Dance the night away. Meet a lucky lady or two. That would be very unlikely, sir. Never say die, Max. And Max, we're off duty. Please don't sir me while we're in the bar. Especially since you two are my wingmen for the night. You're what, sir? I, sir, uh, but sir... Oh, don't give me that. You haven't even asked her out yet. I've always found it interesting that the method humans employ in celebrating the day of their birth with the company of family and friends. Reminds me quite a lot of how we celebrate our day of birth on Belarus. However, I will admit that I find human cake far too sweet for my taste. Yes, my research has led me to learn some interesting things regarding how various cultures celebrate their birthday. Come now, Dulan. Romulans must celebrate the birthday. We typically celebrate the day of our naming. Our naming day designates the day a Romulan child comes of age and may take their place in society. That must be quite the affair. Oh, on the contrary, Doctor. It's a simple family tradition. It's very uncommon to have anyone other than immediate family there. And what about bullying traditions? On Polaris, an individual's birthday could last for a week. Intriguing, Doctor. Good evening, gentlemen. Welcome to the Crossroads. Will it be just the two of you? I believe there is a reservation under the name Quinn. Of course. Please follow me. The private room is just this way. Thank you. Hey, Doc. Over here. Oh, there's Reznov. This way, Dulan. Isn't the room this way? Yes, but the men are this way. <laughs> it's been ages since we've had a night out. I'm very much looking forward to this. Are you sure about us showing up together? I, I mean, I'm happy to do it. It's just... I'm just an ensign. So am I, Yale. And Lariah's a petty officer. What's your point? Yeah, but you work on the bridge. Miss Bridge Officer. So? You work in engineering. You have to work with the captain. And you have to work with Reznov. I think you're entitled to a real drink. <laughs> <laughs> we all deserve this. It'll be nice just to let our hair down for a night. And... Do you think he's gonna show up? Oh, he'll show up. From what I hear, he's been ordered to. Good evening, ladies, and welcome to Crossroads. Where would the Quen party? If you'll follow me, the private room is this way. A private room? Rank does have its privileges. Could you imagine? I'm looking forward to the day I can do something like this for my crew. Captain Shivari, this way to your private room. Hmm. I do like the way that sounds. Ah. Welcome, everyone. Well, at least the girls are here. I have no clue where the boys are, but it probably involves Nikolai. Sir, I believe I saw some of them at the bar. Now, why doesn't that really surprise me? Jera, would you be so kind as to please retrieve them? You have my permission to drag Nikolai by the ear if you need to. It would be my pleasure, sir.
What can I get for you, gentlemen? Boys, I got this. I want a round of Moscow mules, and five copper-chilled mugs with ice. And do not skimp out, my friend. No synthahol. None of that crap. I want the real stuff. Honest to God vodka. Spare no expense, and uh, add it to the Quinn party tab. You got it. Ah, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Barkeep, may I also have a bullion tonic water with a splash of Arcturian fizz over ice? No problem. What is this Moscow mule? It's a mixed alcoholic drink made with a human substance called vodka. It's a vile alcoholic drink distilled from earth, potato, or grain. Just go with it. Are we having fun now? I don't think that this... Here you go, boys. Drink up. The night is still young. Ah. Now this brings back memories. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. <coughs> brings up... Something, all right. Nikolai, do you actually like this? Oh, God. Hell no. But it is Russian. <clears throat> I should have guessed you boys would be here with Nikolai getting yourselves into trouble. Shit. The vixen. What was that, Nikolai? Nothing. Nothing at all, Jira. All in a little harmless fun. Sometimes a night of reverie is just what the doctor ordered. But yes, I suppose we should make our way to the private room. Perhaps we'll find something better to drink there. I will join you. Seriously? Oh, come on. We... Fine. Well, Lynn, looks like it's just... Lynn? Lynn! Sorry, sir. Uh, gotta go. I'll see you later. Ah, traitor. Look, now they're all gone. Look what you got and did. What I did? You're the one getting the crew liquored up while making the captain wait. Eh... Party isn't gonna start without me anyway, and Mitch knows that. Nikolai, it's time to go. We have a private party to attend. For who? That pain in the ass, XO? Who in their right mind decided that he deserved a birthday party? No, thank you. I am happy right here, sister. You are a conceited, stuck-up, heartless... <laughs> well, sounds like you could use a drink yourself. Nikolai. Get your ass to the private room or by the maker I have been given authorization to, and I quote, drag you by the ear. You wouldn't dare. Oh, no? Oh, I would. I would happily drag you with these two fingers through the largest crowd here. Would you like that? No. After you. Blue-skinned vixen. Would you just get in there? He's coming. Damn it, woman. I'm going already. Thank you, Jera. And it's about time, Nikolai. In fact, just in time. Will, come in. Happy birthday. Dinner was excellent, Katara. Thank you. You're welcome, Midge. Care to have dessert in the living area? The chairs are much more comfortable. Would love to. I've never had Hasbarat souffle. Is that a Romulan dish? Actually, it's Bajoran. A Bajoran who I believe was a member of the Maquis required my help to broker a deal with an Orion businessman. He served Hasbarat souffle during the meeting, and I found it to be delicious. 
Since the meeting went well, he provided me with the recipe. Ah, and the spring wine, is that Bejorn as well? It is. I find that it goes well when serving a spicy dish like Hasperat souffle. Computer. Also twist dessert plate for two, and a pot of Deka tea with two cups. Hmm. Very nice. Is this Bejorn? Osal Twist is Romulan. I am not fond of desserts when they are too sweet. Hmm. I'll have to remember that. And the tea? The tea is Bajoran. I find that Romulans do not make good tea. My mother always served Earl Grey tea or coffee with dessert when we were kids. Especially with cheesecake. Is your mother on Earth? Yes. She lives in San Francisco. Do you have any brothers or sisters? Excuse me? Oh, you said your mother served Earl Grey tea or coffee with dessert when we were kids. I assumed that you had brothers or sisters. I'm sorry, I, I meant when Nikolai and I were kids. I see. What about your father? What about him? You have never mentioned him. No, I haven't. Do you have any siblings? I have no brothers or sisters, and my mother died when I was ten. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And your father? He lives on Romulus. Care for more tea? Oh, yes, please. Thank you. So, how did the birthday party go? It was certainly interesting. Bad interesting? Or good interesting? Considering who the party was for, I believe it went better than I expected. What do you mean? Well, the birthday party was for my XO, Will, who is not the most sociable member of my crew. I almost had to order him to attend just to get him there. He seems to be a very strict individual. Reminds me a lot of the Romulan officers I have come across. Yep, strict would be one way to put it. Thankfully, the rest of my crew provided enough entertainment to get us through the party. How did Dulan fare during the party? I fear he would have been out of his element, as I would have been. I think he enjoyed himself. He seems to have befriended my ship's doctor, Oriman. I'm not sure that Dulan understands all of the social nuances yet, but it seems that the doc has been able to help him. I'm glad that he has made a friend. By the way, Dulan came to see me on his way to the party. He wanted to let me know that according to you... Commodore Williamson was working on linking all of our future communications with the Vigilance. He also said that you apologized to him. I did. Thank you, Mitch. No need to thank me. I owed him the apology. I didn't mean just for apologizing to Duan. It's for recommending the shared communication as well. You're welcome, Katara. Oh, by the way, I should also be thanking you. For? Commodore Williamson told me that you contacted him and said you were in support of the Vigilance returning to look for the Citadel. It was the least I could do, considering. May I ask you another question? Sure. Dulan told me the Citadel and her crew were officially listed as missing in action, and searching for her has ended? But he thinks there are reasons to still investigate? Dulan would be correct. Then, who ended the search, and 
Why would they do so? That is something I intend to find out. It's getting late, and I should go. Thank you for a wonderful dinner and your company. I hope we can do this again. I enjoyed myself as well, and yes, we should do this again. Good night, Mitch. Good night, Katara. Computer. Personal log. Current stardate. So, tonight I was invited to a surprise birthday party held in my honor at a sleazy, loud, and obnoxious bar, no less. I hate surprises. They never end well. I'm still uncertain why Commodore Williamson allowed such a deplorable place at the Starbase. And here I am, walking and wearing a suit, no less. And what was everyone else wearing? We get trash. And where was my... You look dashing in that suit. Oh, well, there it is. Your Federation credits hard at work. Come drink and piss away the credits while we puff out our chests and push up our breasts in hope of taking each other to bed. I will, however, begrudgingly admit that it was an unexpected gesture. However, it was entirely unnecessary and, in my opinion, irrelevant and ultimately a waste of that time. And what am I even supposed to do with this? A luminescent crystal from Garondon Core. How am I supposed to sleep with this glowing, glorified paperweight in my room? Well, I suppose I could put it on my shelf. And you know what else is maddening? Starfleet suspending indefinitely the search for the Citadel. Who the hell do they think they are? I've read the regulations and protocols regarding search and rescue. Not that it matters now. Yes, I know the risks. We all know them. It's something that we understand from the moment we take the damn entrance exam. Those are Starfleet officers, damn it, and we're leaving them. Bastards! They're all cowardice bastards. And what does that say for Quinn? Allowing Starfleet Command to walk all over him like a doormat. And more to the fact that we were to rendezvous with the Bellerophon to transfer our prisoner of a ferrying to Starfleet Command. Since when the pirates were at such attention? I wish I knew what the hell was going on here. And where the hell am I going to put this damn silly crystal paperweight? Stop glowing, damn it! Coffee with hazelnut cream, 75 degrees. Computer. Captain's log, stardate 2381.170. We are two days into our six-day patrol of... End log. Enter. Hey, Mitch. Good morning, Nikolai. I missed you at breakfast. You want something to drink? Give me what you're having. I had to go to engineering before the end of Charlie's shift to talk to crewman Morgan. Computer, coffee with hazelnut cream, 75 degrees. Is everything all right? He just had an idea that he wanted to run by me. 
So, I never got a chance to ask you about your dinner with the ambassador. How did it go? Actually, it went really well. She introduced me to Hasbrat Souffle, and it was really good. You would have loved it. It was very spicy. Well, maybe someday I might get invited as well. So, what else happened? Uh, after dinner, she asked me why and who ended the search for the Citadel. Are you serious? What did you say? I said I was planning on finding out. Captain, we're receiving a distress call from the freighter Caress. On my way. Report. Sir, I picked up an automated distress call, audio only, from a Captain Missar of the Cress. It's listed as a Cation freighter. Let's hear it. To any ships, I am Captain Missar of the freighter Cress. We have suffered damage to our warp core, and we're unable to get the engines back online. We're caught in a moon's gravity well and suffering orbital decay. If we don't get help soon, we'll be forced to crash land on the moon's surface. <laughs> And audio. Do we have their coordinates? I have their coordinates, sir. We are approximately 0.25 light years from their present location. Helm, change course. Maximum warp. Course changed. Maximum warp engaged. Approximate time of arrival? Just over an hour, sir. Damn. Lieutenant Draw, contact your station and notify them of the situation. Aye, Captain. Let's hope we can get there in time. Agreed. Commodore, Ambassador Tuprowl is here to see you. Please send her in. Good morning, Ambassador. Can I get you something? Kind of you to ask, but no thank you. I know that you are aware, but I wanted to thank you and let you know that your chief engineer has completed programming my terminal and has explained how it works. Excellent. Now this station can start becoming what it was designed to be. Should I be expecting Advocate DeJuke more often than not during these linked communiques? That's still up in the air, so to speak. Understood. Commodore, may I ask you a question? Certainly. Mitch informed me that the USS Citadel and her crew have been officially listed as missing, and there will be no more resources diverted to continue searching for her? Is this correct? Uh, yes. That's correct. Can you tell me who gave this declaration? It came right from Starfleet Command. I already assumed that, Commodore. What I asked was who it came from at Starfleet Command. Vice Admiral Randolph Quinn. Would I be correct to assume that Mitch and Vice Admiral Quinn are related? He's Mitch's father. That would explain a great deal. Excuse me, Ambassador? The captain and I were having dinner the other night, and when I inquired about his family, Mitch became evasive when talking about anyone other than his mother. He avoided questions about his father, and when I asked about brothers or sisters, I could tell that he was becoming very uncomfortable. 
He quickly diverted my question and spoke about Commander Reznov being like a brother to him. Ambassador, if I may, can I ask why you want to know? I am trying to get to know Mitch better, but... I understand completely. I'm limited in what I can tell you, as it wouldn't be my place to interfere. But I'll try to help. I would be grateful for anything you can share. I served under Mitch's father for most of my career, as his exo, and more importantly, as his friend. The Admiral and I have been friends since meeting in our first year at Starfleet Academy. I was the best man at his wedding when he married Eleanor. I was there when Mitch was born. Is Mitch aware of your relationship with his father? I don't believe so. Mitch didn't spend a lot of time at home when he was younger, and he didn't have any interest in Starfleet. I find that hard to believe, considering he is now in command of a Starfleet ship. His interest in Starfleet came... after. When the USS Donovan and her crew was declared missing ten years ago. Why would his interest change then? Because his older sister, Amanda, served as a lieutenant on the Donovan at the time it was declared missing. Oh my... I now understand why he avoided talk about siblings. Please understand, Ambassador. That's all I'm prepared to share with you. While I would suggest giving Commander Quinn the time and inclination to tell you himself, if you must, you might learn more by talking with Commander Reznov. Thank you, Commodore. I am grateful for what you were able to share. You're welcome. Good day. Oh, and has the Advocate learned anything more regarding the missing Klingon ship? Not yet. But he's still trying. Thank you again, Commodore. Full stop. Aye, sir. Full stop. Commander Valdor, have you located the ship? Stand by, sir. I believe I have them. They have crashed on the moon's surface. Any signs of life? Unable to determine, sir. There appears to be an ion storm on the moon's surface affecting our sensors. Can we establish communications, Lieutenant? Unable to, sir, due to the storm. And I assume we can't get a lock-on with the transporters for the same reason? Correct. Looks like we're going to have to go down to the surface. Agreed. But it's going to be a rough ride in that storm. Commander Hawthorne, you will lead the away team. Take Commander Valdor, Commander Reznov, and Lieutenant Max. I'll have Dr. Nen meet you in Shuttle Bay 1. Ensign Shivari, you're going as well to pilot the shuttle. Uh, sir, are you sure of it, the Ensign? I can fly the shuttle myself. Ensign Shivari will pilot the shuttle. Any more questions? No, sir. Thank you, sir. Just bring everyone back safe, Ensign. I will, sir. Captain Quinn to Dr. Nen. Nen here. Doctor, please report immediately to Shuttle Bay 1. So they crashed on the moon. Damn it. Okay, I have everything I need. Heading to Shuttle Bay 1 now. Good luck, Doc. Quinn out. Vigilance, this is the Jefferson. We are clear of the shuttle bay and on course to the moon's surface. ETA, ten minutes. Understood. Good luck. Vigilance out. Okay, everyone. Make sure you're strapped in. It's going to be a rough ride. I guess we'll see what kind of a pilot jockey you really are, Shivari. Don't worry about me, Commander. 
By the way, the bag is under your seat if the ride gets too rough for you. It's gonna take a lot more than your amateur flying to upset my iron stomach. Oh, really? Enough. Both of you. Doctor, do you mind if I ask you a question? Go ahead. I am curious. In Klingon culture, it is normal to see antagonistic exchanges between potential mates. But is it the same with humans and Andorians, or do they really not like each other? That, sir, is yet to be determined. The normal response to the Kriskov gambit is to counter with an Elmitra exchange, but one does not need both of their rooks to accomplish this, as documented by Commander Data and Commander Troy. What was that, Max? Nothing, sir. Just avoiding idle chat by playing a game of chess. You really need to get out more often. I believe that I am about to do that shortly, sir. Wait. Was that humor, Max? I don't know what you are talking about, sir. Five second burst, port side thrusters. Acknowledged. Ten degrees down plane. Acknowledged. How are we doing up there, Ensign? Just fine, Commander. Just let me know if you need my help. Stuff it, sir. Ensign? Course correction 30 degrees to starboard. Course corrected. Get ready for a hard landing, everyone. Nose up 15 degrees. 15 degrees. Acknowledged. Stand by to cut engines. Now. We're down, sir. Ah. Adequate incident. Okay, everyone. Helmets on. Ignore him. You did good. <sighs> Thanks, Commander. Commander Valdor, take a reading once we're outside to see if the transporter pattern enhancers would help to establish a signal to the vigilance. Aye, sir. Lieutenant Max, secure the area. We don't know what we might be dealing with out there. Aye, sir. Commander Reznov, I would like you... Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Don't worry about me. This isn't my first time. Let's get out there already. Everyone ready? Force field activated and showing green, sir. Let's go, then. Lieutenant, anything from the away team since entering the atmosphere? Not yet, sir. But... I caught them, sir. Barely. But I don't know for how long. Jefferson to Vigilance. Vigilance here. Go ahead, Jefferson. We have landed safely, Captain. Commander Valdore is trying to determine if pattern enhancers will help establish a signal to the Vigilance for transport. Dr. Nen is checking on the freighter's crew members as we speak. Acknowledged, Ensign. Keep an open channel as long as possible. Aye, sir. Report, Doctor. Eight crew members, four with minor injuries, two with critical injuries that won't survive a shuttlecraft ride back, and two crew members are dead, sir. Commander, I believe we can establish a signal for divisions, but I will need Commander Reznov's help. I'm on it. Ensign Shivari to Commander Hawthorne. Hawthorne here. Sir, I'm picking up some unusual readings. My guess is that this ion storm is getting worse. Acknowledged. Okay, everyone, we need to get moving. All right, I finished the adjustments to the pattern enhancers, so we should now be able to establish a link to the vigilance. Okay, let's get them set up. Pattern enhancers initiated, sir. All right, let's get the four crew members with minor injuries inside the pattern enhancers. Okay, come with me and stand within these cylinders. 
Commander Hawthorne to Vigilance. Can you get a lock on the four freighter crew members? Stand by, Commander. Okay, I have it. Initiate transport. Vigilance, do you have them? Confirm, Commander. We have them. Excellent. Stand by. Doctor, can we get the critically injured inside the pattern dispensers now? I think we can. Give me a hand. Doctor, go with them. Commander Hawthorne to Vigilance. Free to transport directly to Sick Bay. Acknowledged. Transport successful. Okay. Let's get the two deceased crewmen ready next. Lieutenant Max, I want you to go with them. Aye, sir. Vigilance, free to transport. Aye, sir. We need to hurry, sir. The storm is getting much worse. Acknowledged. Commander Valdor, Commander Reznov, you're next. I'll go with Shivari, Commander. Commander Reznov, I said... I know what you said, Hawthorne. And I said I'm going back in the shuttle. Now go. Suit yourself. Let's go, Commander. Aye, sir. See you back on the ship, Commander. Have a drink ready for us. Aye, sir. Vigilance, two to transport. Commander, we need to leave. Now. Hold on! Gotta grab the pattern enhancers first. Just do it quickly. Nag, nag, nag. Commanders Hawthorne and Valdori just materialized, sir. And Commander Reznov? Captain, he insisted on returning with the ensign on the shuttle. Acknowledged. Quinn out. Captain Quinn to Dr. Nen. Nurse Lariah here, sir. Um, the doctor is a little busy right now. Can you come down here, sir? On my way. Quinn out. Lieutenant, you have the con. Tell Commander Hawthorne I'm in sickbay. Aye, Captain. So, how about we leave this moon? I was thinking the exact same thing. Hold on. 10% power to starboard thrusters. Need to compensate for wind shear. 10% power to starboard thrusters. Okay, girl. Just get your nose up a little more. That's it. That's it. 50% power to rear thrusters. Why don't we just go to impulse power? We can't in this storm. We need to go slower than impulse speed in order for me to make the necessary corrections. If you say so. I do. Computer, increase to 500 volts. Clear! Damn it. Computer, increase voltage to 600. Administering 30 cc's of vasopressin. Clear! Nurse? Both patients were in critical condition, sir. Patient one had already lost quite a lot of blood before we managed to beam him aboard. This one has heavy cranial trauma and severe internal hemorrhaging. Her lungs have collapsed and her liver is ruptured. I'm currently attempting to prep her for surgery. If we don't act fast, she will die. No, I'm not losing you. I am not losing you. Doctor, report. I'm trying not to lose this patient. Isn't it obvious? I refuse to lose you. You will not die. Computer, increase voltage to 650 and prep the side bed for surgery. Clear! Doctor, you've done all you can. He's gone. 
No, I won't accept that. I can save him. I should be able to save them. I didn't have the proper equipment. If only I had the proper equipment. Doctor, he's gone. But you have one patient over there that might live if you act now. Now, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what it's like. But I imagine doctors lose patients sometimes. This one sounds as if he wasn't going to make it before you even started. But your nurse needs your head in the game. Damn. Damn it. Computer, record time of death at 11.31 hours. Are you okay? Yes, sir. I apologize. It's just... It's been a long time since I lost a patient. So don't lose another. Of course. Right, sir. Nurse, prep the biobed for immediate surgery. Already underway, doctor. Excellent. Computer, initiate the biobed's isotropic restraint, administer a general anesthetic, and monitor vitals. Nurse, please begin the intubation procedure. We need a cortical stimulator. Would you also retrieve the autosuture as well as the osteoregenerator? May I also suggest the tissue mitigator? Absolutely. Please make it so. Bridge to Captain Quinn. I'm unable to regain communication with the Jefferson, and the transporter chief is still trying to get a signal of her crew, sir. Acknowledged. Please inform the transporter chief that I'm on my way. Aye, sir. Got a power fluctuation in the port side thrusters. I'm on it. Damn, just lost port side thrusters. I thought you were on it. Give me a sec. We may not have a second. Don't tell me how to do my job here. Starting sequence has been initiated. Port side thrusters back up. Okay, girl, let's get some altitude. Come on, you can do it. Damn. Just lost the shields. That's not all. That hit took out our navigational deflector. This is not good. Jefferson to Vigilance. Come in, Vigilance. Vigilance, this is the Jefferson. Don't bother, Ensign. That hit also took out communications. I'm trying to get the shields back online. Flight avionics unit just went offline. I've lost flight control. Ensign, get back here and give me a hand. But sir, we are heading back to the moon's surface and fast. Jira, I know. Now get back here. Help me realign the portable arrays with the pattern enhancers. But sir, we need to get flight control back. What we need to do is get this portable array realigned so we can transport back to the Vigilance. Okay, now reroute the power from life support. That should give us the power we need. But sir... Just do it! Life support power rerouted. Almost got it. There, there, that should do it. Okay, stand close to me. Now what? We wait. Are you kidding me? Have you got a signal, Chief? Still working on it, sir. Come on, Chief. Got him. I'm enhancing their signal. Chief? Hold on. I've got a lock. Transporting now. <clears throat> Do you two need a moment? What? Oh. Well, hey, Shabari. What's up? Captain! Uh, it's not what you think. That's right. We were hit, and Shabari fell right into me. I fell into you. You fell into me. So... What happened down there? If it wasn't for Shivari losing flight control, this never would have happened. Uh, 
Me? What about you? I thought you were the great engineer. I am. If it wasn't for your flying, we wouldn't have lost flight control. We lost flight control because you couldn't get the shields back online. Oh, so you're saying this is all my fault now. Well, you're the grease monkey. Well, it seems like they're okay and everything's back to normal. That's normal, sir? For them it is. Thanks, Chief. Anytime, sir. How's our guest doing? He's been staring at the wall for the past few hours. He hasn't moved a muscle. An easy afternoon for you, then. Boring is more like it. Wish I had someone to talk to, but only one security officer is posted for one in the brig. And it's not like I'm allowed to talk to the prisoner. So he's still on full quarantine. Listen, why don't you take off? Beta shift is ending shortly anyways. I'll take it from here. I relieve you. Thanks. I stand relieved. I'm heading to the mess. Catch you later. Comfortable? Now someone wants to talk to me, and it's a mere Federation ensign. Leave me be. Well, I was just trying to be nice. Leave me be, a human. Very well. It's of no matter to me anyway. I'm only here to deliver a message. And you assume I want to hear this message? Yes. Then give me your message, human, and go away. Goodbye. Goodbye. What do you mean? What kind of a message is that? I asked you, what do you mean? Goodbye. Do not ignore me. I said, what do you mean? been listening to First Patrol, Episode 6 of Endless Vigilance, a Star Trek fan production, a Two Sober Dwarfs Productions podcast, making magic for your ears. This episode was written, produced, and directed by Robert J. Harrower and Vincent J. Loria. It was audio engineered and edited by Robert J. Harrower, Vincent J. Loria, and Isaac Gooch. The voice talents for this episode are Craig Hustler as Commander Mitchell Quinn. Robert J. Harrower as Lieutenant Commander Wilfred Hawthorne. Matthew James Lottie as Lieutenant Commander Nikolai Reznov. Gary Warnock as Lieutenant Commander Dulan Valdor. Jordan Pierce as Lieutenant Max. Mandy Kay as Lieutenant Junior Grade Tila Draw. Abigail Wall as Ensign Jera Shivari. Daniel Ward as Dr. Oraman Nen. Jade Loria as Nurse Lariah. Hazel Newman as Ensign Yale Tour. Isaac Gooch as Ensign Lin Huai Chang. Eloria Shaw as Ambassador Katara Tipperal, Joshua Peruse as Advocate Dejuke, and the Nausicaan Captain Neuer. Kevin Scarf as Commodore Stephen Williamson. Miranda Celine 
as Cure Station Ops Controller Lexa Atwood, Ron Rock Mitchell as Lieutenant Emily Davis, James Haney as the Riemann Envoy Sissick, Vincent Brownlee as Transporter Chief Damian Stewart, Renika Kendall as Crossroads Hostess, Tony Raymond as the Klingon Crossroads Barkeep, Jeff Miller as the Cation Captain Missar, Lori White as the USS Bellerophon Brig Officer, and Jason Oakley as Three Blind Mice. Original music for this episode was provided by Nate Reynolds Welsh. Selfish is by THBD. Endless Vigilance, a Star Trek fan production, is based on Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry. For more information about this episode, or to find us online, please visit us at twosoberdwarfsproductions.com, on Twitter at Two Sober and at Vigilance Track, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Productions. Star Trek and all related marks, logos, and characters are solely owned by CBS Studios Incorporated. Two Sober Dwarfs Productions, the website, the promotion thereof, and this fan audio drama are not endorsed by, sponsored by, nor affiliated with CBS, Paramount Pictures, or any other Star Trek franchise, and is a non-commercial, fan-made audio production intended for recreational use. No commercial exhibition or distribution is permitted. No alleged independent rights will be asserted against CBS or Paramount Pictures.